Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Jesse Wright and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. It's that time of the week again. Ah, bitches, everybody! Time for the Jack Link's Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport radio show. We're back, Rob, we're back. So I was watching Dr. Phil today. Dr. And, um, Phil Donahue. Dr. Do- <laughs> Phil Donahue. Dr. Phil, yes. Phil Donahue never had a doctorate, by the way. Do you know that for sure? I actually don't know that for sure, okay. but he wasn't called Doctor Phil. True, that much. Did you know he was around like the sixties? Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue. Yeah, probably crazier. Yeah. What was I talking about? Oh, you watching Doctor Phil. Phil? Yeah, and uh, they have one of these drug addict people. One of these drug addicts. Yeah, you know, one of these people. He's got. He's just got their act together, and and they go. So, so are you still you you use you still using? You you be have you relapsed? And he's just like, no, no, clean and sober now for three years. And the crowd crashes like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> clapping. I don't like that clap. No. You don't applaud someone just for getting back to the level. You know, it should be... Yeah. Although you don't know how much of a struggle it was, though, for them. But this always happens on... You know, when you get some celebrity on Oprah or whatever and they've, they've had problems with drugs or something yeah. and they always put, yeah, I've been sober now for yeah. two years. And yeah, big applause. Because <laughs> I remember specifically when Patsy Kensett was on Parkinson. Patsy Kensett? Yeah, Patsy Kensett was From on Parkinson. Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah, yeah, well, is she really famous for anything? She doesn't mean that much stuff, really, is she? Well, she was married to Jim Kerr. Yeah. From Simple Minds, and I think... But wasn't she with Liam Gallagher for a time? Yeah, 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 she was. And she ended up in a, like, oh, one of the soap operas, Emmerdale Farm. Right. Or, yeah, yeah. um... But Bro- definitely most well-known for Lethal Weapon 2. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Play, playing a South African of all things. Yeah, she she was on Parkinson and she went to pull out the old uh, yes, clean soap now for three years, yeah. and she she took a little pause, expecting the yeah, but no, it's an English Nothing. crowd. You yeah, see, yeah. you don't get that, and the US like yeah, you haven't done well, you haven't excelled, you've yeah. just gone from minus eighty back to zero again. Yeah, yeah. So that's my take on that one. Although I do, I'm notice, glad the, the English don't. I do notice now it's becoming. A thing in Britain. What they're clapping doing? Clapping for rubbish. Clapping for, yeah. You know, the comedians come on stage, you know, and they come on and go, yeah! Anyone here from England? Yeah. Yeah! Right. They're doing a bit of that stuff, no, are they? Yeah, it's The new generation. Bring back the stiff upper lip. It's got a. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. It's a real shame. So, Rob, um, we haven't seen each other for th- three weeks. Has it been three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> it has been three weeks. Yeah. What have you been up to? Anything exciting? Um, well, had I, had I just played my awesome golf when uh, at that point? Did I, no, I, you've I, never played awesome I golf. I had two rounds in the 70s in a row. Right. Yeah. So I'm on a nine at my course now. Nine? Um, so there was that. Do you want some early uh, sports news while we're talking about your golf? Yeah. Did you see this? Fred Couples, he's 63, right? Yep. He won a tournament last week. He shot a 60. Oh, I did. I did see that. He's sixty-three. He shot it. He like yeah. beat his age by, by three, three shots. shots. Nobody in the history of golf has done this. I, I saw that round pop Possibly. up somewhere on on the old social. I've just media. made that stat up, okay. but it sounds good. But I, he shot at sixty at sixty-three. Rob, I, I heard you should be shooting mm-hmm. thirty-eight. 
But I never was a professional golfer. True. A 38. Well, that would be <laughs> that would be three under for. Yeah. So yeah, my mass is that good, right? Um, well, I've done that for nine holes. Yeah. Is that all right? That's actually what I'm trying to do on the front nine. I got to say, I got to have 38. Okay. And then um, that's a yeah. good platform. So um, yeah, it's the lowest round he's ever. Very had, impressive. Apparently a 60. He shot 12 birdies in the first 14 holes. He won on the PGA Tour. Champions, whatever that is. I don't think that is the seniors tour, is it the champions tour? I don't not too sure. First win for five years. Couples broke his age by three shots with the lowest round of his PGA Tour Champions career. Twelve under sixty that sent him to victory by six shots in the SAS championship. He was two shots behind after four holes when he went on a run that amazed even him. Mm-hmm. He ran off five straight birdies, made a key pound on the tenth, and then finished with seven straight birdies, Rob. Well, that, I mean, that's pretty good. An uh, unreal day, Fred said. Yep. I don't know how he speaks like that. I haven't seen Fred for a while. He speaks nothing like that. He's got a very calm, sort of uh, clear voice. Not, he? Not, not even a little bit like what you're doing. There's no there's no raspiness. There's no southern twin, twinge or anything like that. Right. It's um, very sort of more Californian, I think, oh, if anything. Oh, yeah, California. And how, I never how, saw how was that supposed, what you just did then, in any way supposed to be? I never like, saw this one coming. <laughs> Uh, I'm done for the year, but my game on the Champions Tour is trending, and I like where it's that, going. I, I just, I just, it's just abysmal beef. I've got next year, man. Oh, everyone thinks they can win out here, but today was my day. He has a very calm demeanor. He, he's not like in any has any sense of exasperation or not the, there's nothing theatrical about Fred. He's very straight, <laughs> quite boring, if anything. Um, apparently, he used um, Steve Flesh's son as his caddy, Griffin Flesh. Okay, if well, that's news. Well, that's helpful. I don't even know who that is. The um, Flesh. Yeah. Why did the you mention the Meister. caddy? I don't know. It's in the report. Who cares? You're just reading the report, are you, Beef? Yeah, man. Um, anyway, Rob. Good on him. Well done. Well done, Fred. Winning yeah, well, your thanks 63. Just, you know, not caring about my 77, 78s back to back. He won about $400,000. Not that Fred needs it. He's doing all right, Freddie. I think he is. But there's How still this LIV going Fred on. How many do you think Fred won? I think far off. Four, four. He definitely won the Masters, didn't he? Yep. Did I think he win the I, Masters twice? I think four, maybe. Okay, we'll look that up later. You yeah, say he, four, he was, I'm going to uh, say Because well, he wasn't on that top 14 list or whatever. Okay, I'm going to say three. That time. All right, the Masters twice and the US Open once. I don't think he won the British. British, don't think so. Anyway. Um, so congratulations on your great golf, Rob, from weeks ago. Yeah, it's all right. Two seventies. Oh, I, I had a, a good win on the weekend, too, on the punt. Right. So, But this was annoying me, Beef. Did it? Because the Manicato Stakes, right, was run was on the Friday they night. Run, did it get rained off? So they'd run the earlier first five races or something, but then there's an electrical storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So quite rightfully, the safety first. Yes, of So they, they said, oh, we'll run it tomorrow instead. Oh, so they had an extended meeting on the Saturday? No, well, they didn't do All the other races canned, but just the Manicato ran oh, on, just on the main Cox Plate. Race. There's okay. 11 races, yeah, yeah. last race of the day. Gee, that's a long card. Anyway, four legs, direct to place... Bell and Patina to place in the Manicato. Right, okay. So Direct came in, actually won. But uh, uh, Bell and Patina was always going to do it Manicato. I was very confident on this. Right. Postponed. The next day, first day to place and Barclay Square to win, both won. And so, but what they did was, which annoyed me, mm. is that because the Manicato got swapped for the next day, they treated it like a scratching. So they re- they refunded ah, they refunded Friday that, nights quaddies or whatever they, re- they refunded that leg so ah. I cut my odds from eighteen to one down to ah, eight to one oh no ah oh, so I still won yeah but then I was angry but so I double smashed Bell and the Patina to win 
the Manicato, okay. and she bolted. And did you see it be no. four length hiding? She right. came. She just destroyed them. It was really poetry. You talked about that storm. I went to the uh, Supercross on Friday night. I, at, I think uh, I saw a photo the, of that. Uh, at yeah. the Marvel Stadium. I actually, one of the guys at the shop went to that and okay. told me he was there. I said, oh, yeah, right. mate of mine was at that. And um, coming home, you talked about the electrical storm. I got on the train. Yeah. Richmond Station, we're dropping off Struck passengers. by lightning. Well, either the station got hit by lightning or the train I was on got hit by lightning. Lights went out for a bit. <laughs> it was so... It, the, Proper. It was one of those ones where massive thunderclap, yeah. lightning bolt, milliseconds after. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I, I saw it all because I was driving back from Romsey, and Romsey was dry. It wasn't raining. Okay. But, and I could just see all these forks going oh, down wow. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was flat out. It was madness. So yeah, that was about 9.30 Friday night. And it was dry until I hit, and then I hit Bell Street, and it's like almost flooding from, oh, from, okay. no, from no rain. So this big, crazy storm, it, 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 they showed the rain map well, went over the inner west straight over mooney valley i was gonna say well bell street just goes up the, goes up the side of mooney valley yeah yeah west, doesn't it? exactly yeah. well not that's not quite right but it's but pretty it, pretty close yeah it's very close actually it's, pretty, it's not within well how many meters about three thousand about three thousand i reckon i mean it's at least three kilometers yes at least no it's not it's about 500 street, meters it? by the way i have to Come back to the. I was listening uh, to one of the other shows the other day. Well, yeah. That glad you did that uh, quiz that when that you pick, when you picked out in the six to ten Australian wicket takers, Alan Border. Oh, oh I, that's the worst answer you've ever given to anything <laughs> ever. I agree well, with you. And he pulled it out about third or something. It wasn't even like you're struggling on your fifth go. <laughs> Alan my, Border. My logic was that he played 150 odd tests. Have you done how many test wickets he took? Yeah, 38. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendously small. I have Not to agree. That is the worst answer I have ever given. Oh, Ignoring my people like Jason Gillespie. Jason Gillespie or, I mean, even... You could even take him. Bruce Reed would have been a better option, uh, probably. Definitely better than uh, um, Steve Waugh. Jeff Lawson. Yep, all of those. All the above, Rob. Jeff Thompson. Jeff Thompson, yeah. <laughs> he was quite good, too. Uh, yeah, Alan Border. That was a shocking answer. <laughs> I just had to, that just popped back in there. Yeah. But I guess uh, maybe it just shows your passion about where we'll be without AB. Is, is that's, yeah, it's that's in really my mind, Rob. He's at the forefront. He's living rent, rent free in my head. Yeah, yeah. Alan Border. A great man. Yes. Oh, and how have you been enjoying the T20 World Cup beef? It's been, I have to say, I've seen, I've watched two games. Oh, uh, have you? Well, well, no, I didn't get to see much New Zealand game, but I certainly saw India Pakistan. That was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. I was there. Oh, were you? Yes. Amongst the... Uh, 90,000. 90-odd thousand. Wow. I was talking to... Um, this is interesting, right? Yeah. Indians and Pakistanis, they're not known for their drinking, mm. but allegedly it was one of the biggest days in the bar <laughs> at the <laughs> MCG on it. Sunday. I only saw lots of shots of the few guys of points. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing was... <laughs> they got there so... When in Rome. They, well, when in Rome. They got there so early. Apparently, at about 1 o'clock, there was 10,000 people there. <laughs> five, six hours before the game. Yeah, They right. were loving life. Yeah, yeah, right. So, it. no, it was fantastic. Great atmosphere. Yeah. And what a game. Ian Smith's just saying that no one will be able to hear anything on the field, probably. No, like, I wouldn't have thought so. So calling was going to be hard. Yeah. I feel yeah. sorry for, uh, what was he called, Nawaz, who At the end got there. left to bowl the last over. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's a left-arm spinner, and then they, they told him to bowl seam up. Yeah. So And then so first ball, that. he bowls. He bowls a nipple-high full bunger. Yeah. Which gets to positive. So that's six no balls. Yeah. And that really cost them the game, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
it was pretty pr- but then they still needed 64 or 4 overs oh, or something. Oh, something ridiculous. Yeah. 16 and I'll over. I tell you what, I tell you what did actually lose Pakistan the game is Harris Rauf bowled the 19th over and he bowled the first four balls as quick as he could and they I think they scored one run right may have been a couple more I don't know yeah then he bowled two half track slower balls yeah that Coley just went oh thanks very much well, I'll smash well, them the, before the first one that was a ridiculous shot that Coley played there to hit it from that high over his head at the mm. MCG. Well, it's not crazy yeah. st- long straight at the no, MCG. It's the side, boundary on the side that much. But that, if that was well above his waist, mm. and he drove it straight over his head. Yeah, I didn't think that was going going to go for six. He mothered it. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And uh, this, but the second one was just a classic easy yeah. front foot pull shot. So of, he should. I mean, for me. I would have just got Harris Rafe just to... I mean, 2020 is the art of deception. Yeah. He, but he was bowling 90 mile an hour. And you've got to be good. I mean, Coley is good. Mm. You've got to be good to hit them for six. Yeah. He should have just ran in and bowled as fast and as quick as he can. Wild yeah. thing style in Major League, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he should have just whipped it in. And he bowled two awful slow balls. Mm. And that's that kind of... Well, it didn't turn the game, but it didn't help. Yeah. Like I said, the full toss on... I, uh, on I just kind uh, of felt like Coley was going to do something yeah, amazing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Because it, but he has, he's sort of been not doing so well lately, had not he? Well, he'd been a bit out of touch. Yeah, a little bit. And, yeah. I mean, he came in back to a little bit of form just before the tournament, but he hadn't scored a, a hundred of any description mm. for th- two and a half years or something mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but it has been it's been a good tournament uh namibia obviously pulled off a big win in early oh, i didn't know that they what? beat sri lanka in the first game did they yeah oh, but then they lost uh they lost their last two and then didn't qualify oh um, right so the mighty dutch yeah um with all their kiwis playing. In. okay so they're in, they're in afghanistan then yes well they pre-qualified afghanistan they didn't okay. have to go through the qualifying tournament so the other the other qualifiers were ireland yep and who was in that other group uh, Scotland, Ivory Ireland, Coast. Ivory Coast. No, it's not them. Um, Ireland, Scotland, West Indies. Kenya. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Oh, Zimbabwe, of course. Zimbabwe. It was Zimbabwe, and they yeah. qualified. So, okay. Even though, well, see, the West Indies, Phil Simmons coach, he's quit today. Did he? Yeah. Why? Well, they didn't qualify. They're, the only game they won was uh, Zimbabwe. The West Indies didn't, are not in the World Cup? No, they're gone. They're out. Already. Oh, I'm, well, I'm just not paying attention at all. They lost it? to Scotland and Ireland. And, and they didn't just lose to Ireland. They got beat by nine wickets chasing. A pacing. Yeah. Pacing. So, uh, um, it's, oh, um, right. I thought they'd kind of turn the corner, to be honest, West Indies, but clearly they haven't. Yeah, well, but it's the same. It's T20. It is T20, you know, but they look pretty we're, bad. We're, we're, they look pretty bad, yeah. yeah. I, I still, it's just always going to be the, the format. We've discussed this many yeah. times that it, it levels uh, things out. Yeah, it does. Day. We look at what we did to Australia. That was an absolute pace. Yes, any time you lose by 100 in in the 2020, yeah. you've been beat you've pretty been bad. Beat pretty solid, yeah. Actually, Australia just started now. Oh, yes. A 10 o'clock game, which is quite is it in, in Perth? It is in Perth, yeah. I thought I saw it was at 10 o'clock. Yeah, it is, yeah. So okay, I, well, we can keep score updates coming we, on that we one. We can bit. if we're legally obliged to. I hope we are. What? Why? Why? I mean, well, sometimes obliged. you're not allowed to do stuff. Are you just Googling it now to see if we're I'm going to give you a score? No, no, I'm not going to brush up on the law, Rob. Uh, I, I keep go- thinking we're back at SEN where it's got just got the game yeah, on. Got the, yeah, yeah, uh, Foxtel on there. Uh, Sri Lanka, scrolling. Sri Lanka are batting first. They're 17 for one off 3.3 overs. Australia won the toss, elected to field. I can tell you that information. I can't believe the West Indies didn't qualify. That that, that that's just like the specialist format these days. It should be. Yeah. Wonder what, well, they've got their own playing. league, Rob. They've got the Caribbean Premier League, which is meant to bring on 2020 players. They need to bring back Chris Gale. That's what they need to do. He'll be back. Well, they didn't okay. bring any of the big-name superstar 
limited overs, short white ball cricket. Andre Russell didn't play. Kieran Pollard didn't come. The Bravos didn't come. Kenneth Braithwaite? Carlos Braithwaite? Carlos Braithwaite didn't come. The only established name that came was Jason Holder. Really? Yeah. And he's not. Exactly. Were they trying to be clever, or people couldn't? Surely they, they would. They wanted to bring in a youthful setup and they get the boys playing for each other. And they then they it don't qualify. Didn't work, did it? It didn't work at yeah. all. Phil Simmons. And um, what are, what else? What have you been doing anyway for three weeks? Um, watching cricket, Rob. Yeah. Have you got um, any injuries? At the moment? What, which is what? Which injuries uh, annoying you do, the most? Do you know, at the moment? this is no. Didn't joke. you have shoulder surgery or something? Not yet. No, that's in April. Oh yeah, it might. Um, no joke. I've broken my wrist, or broken a bone in my wrist. Like a hairline fracture or something? Yeah, in uh, one of the metatarsals, metacarpals. The top of the hand there. In here, yeah. Okay. And no, I didn't... No cast. He's not wearing a cast, no, everyone. No, no. In I've case got the... things to do, Rob. Yeah. Can't have a cast. I've got... Th- I'm a busy man. No, but I'm just letting the people know that yeah. this is why I hadn't... Uh, yeah, no, no I, cast. I had no idea so about this. you wouldn't know, yeah. So, how do you think I did it, Rob? Um, I reckon you were practicing like a cricket practicing. for de- practicing a f- cricket shot, and your your hand flayed off, and you banged on the corner of the kitchen bench. Oh, that sounds plausible. Yeah. No, I'm fielding, and I've go down to field the ball, and the ball kind of moves on me, so I kind of move my hands to get the ball. Yeah. And I get my index finger caught on the ground, and just push just it, a little rotation, just to push it that way, and that's it. <laughs> exactly. That's that pathetic. is it. That's how sad my body is, Rob. You might be arthritic, or maybe maybe you've got maybe you got leukemia, <laughs> and you got brittle got bones, bone density issues. Yeah, yeah. So but just to top it off, the bone I've broken is the triquitrum. Right. Yeah, it's in the it's in the little. There's like seven, six or seven bones between your hand and your and the bottom of your arm, which form the wrist. And and, and you elected not to have a cast. I said you do nothing. We can do about that. Just leave it. What's gonna do, man? Yeah. So, but have you had a? Have you knocked it on anything? Yeah. Lots of things. Yeah. Is it hurt? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely does hurt. It's got a, a broken bone in my hand, Rob. Yeah, right. Yeah, it does hurt a lot. Well, um. Uh, you shouldn't have uh, done that. Before. Yeah, thanks, thanks, yeah. Doctor. You, you should have been better at fielding than that. Yeah, I know. But, but that was just—you know what little... it is. You, you didn't do the long barrier. You no, got, you got I, bring, this is bring, the thing. You go old school. No, no, no. I did the long barrier. What? The ball, as the ball kind of spun, and it just moved like a foot. So I had to move my hands across, right, to get the ball. And my, I caught my fingers in the ground, and it pushed my hand the wrong way. In the long barrier position. Where, where you, don't you feel the first slip? I wish I could. Those are the days, Rob. Yeah. Those are, not not in the cricket we play. We're all on the boundary. Okay. <laughs> I'm at long on. So you have to run sometimes. Oh, come on. Oh, that's rough. Stay home. Are you able to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you get, anyway. about, so what do you do when, when you're batting? You're obviously trying to hit boundaries. Every Always. Morning. Yeah. Always so, trying to hit boundaries. And, and half the motivation is for runs, half is so you don't have to run. It's one, one four or six, Rob. That's yeah. it. Walk a single, yeah. hit boundaries, or dots. David Boone walked. He used to do the, the old yeah. tap and walk. Chris Gale. Yeah. The old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of that, yes. Okay. Um, well, talking about Chris Gale, yeah. that's coming up this month. What? The Endeavour Hills 2020 oh, yeah, Twilight yeah. Tournament this with is the, Chris the, Gale. These imports into this team. Uh, in, yeah, in it's, this a, it's sub- kind of a standalone tournament thing that they're yeah, doing. Right. So all these Sri Lankan internationals, Chris Gale and a few others are Jay playing. Award, one of the Jaya Wardeners. All them? of the Jaya Wardeners. All the Jaya Sarias and the yeah. um, Samawiras probably. Okay. Fernandos. Well, that's exciting, Beef. Um, you going to go down? Definitely. Yeah. Because I'm going to meet Chris Gale. Yeah. Get him on the show. Good, I, good. I, I noticed you didn't mention at all our new intro for tonight. 
Oh, Jesse Ryder. Jesse Ryder, oh, yeah. He played in the. Um, he did, who won that World Cup? Australia. Oh, won yeah. the Indoor Cricket yeah. World Cup, beat yeah. New Zealand in the final. Oh, we made the final, did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good one, New Zealand. How did uh, the English lads finish up? They had a good win early on, but then it kind of tailed off, I think. Okay. As the tournament got a bit uh, fruity. Was it a close final? I don't know. I okay. will look that up when we. Uh... Is Jesse on the show later? No. You just got to grab. Yeah, I just had a quick chat to him. Good work. Good was, work getting it was out loving there. Loving life. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I had something else I was going to ask you about. Good. I'm glad you uh, did. I can't remember. Well, it's a big derby day coming up. Um, oh, yes. Well, yeah. there is uh, horse racing. Uh, Melbourne goes horse racing crazy for the next uh, oh, it's a great eight time days. Derby day is very hard day on the punt, though. Is it? Yeah. I think I'm, I'm potentially going this year. Which one? Derby. I'm definitely going to stakes the last oh, day. Oh, the following And, and I'm potentially going Derby Day. I'm just waiting to see if my friend I'm surprised that re- a recovers. single man like you, Rob, is going Thursday. I'm de- it's, uh, no, I have to work that yeah, day. No. Yeah, I could go to. I could have gone to Melbourne Cup on the Tuesday okay. as well. But I, it's, it's, I haven't got that much of a big wallet, you know. Yeah. Three da- if I If I have a massive win on Saturday. Well, yes. Yeah. Rock and roll. Don't even worry about it. You could be, you could, you know. You Derby Day is hard punting, though. You should have put your hand up to be a solo artist, uh... At the members. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting or gigs coming up all oh, over the place. I'm right. up Cherry soon. Oh. Uh, it's down Thornbury local. Uh, I'm playing out. I got offered a gig in Romsey at the ta- the tattoo uh, business's uh, Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's the biggest day in Romsey. The 400 people go along at the cricket club, and wow. it's a big boozy day. It's and, not really uh, the tattoo artist. Christmas party. It's the cricket club's party, surely. No, it's it's this. His name's Andy. He, is, he runs the ink. He's a tattooist. Is, uh, he comes is, in the shop all the time. Is Tom going, Rob? Romsey's favourite son. Tom? Prob- poss- oh, probably not to that. Oh, wouldn't have no, it's not a big tattoo man. Yeah, but it turns out so this guy um, Andy to chat to is he said he'd just been in the states and I asked him where he went. Oh yeah. And he said he went to Joshua Tree. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was just like, uh, oh, I said, oh, where did, you, where did you stay there? And he said, oh, we stayed at this place called Rancho de la Luna. I was like, what? I know Rancho de la Luna. That's that's where the Queens of the Stone Age have their studio and they all set right. up there. Arctic Monkeys. So every other band goes through and records okay. there now. And I was like, oh, how did you do that? And he, and he stayed there and he knows one of the... Um, he knows Josh he, Hummer. This guy who runs it is like the oh. producer for Queens of the Stone Age. And, wow. and, all, and I was like, oh, man, that's fantastic. Because that's like one of my favorite bands. And I said, I'm a musician. He goes, oh, dear, are you playing? I said, oh, I actually just started doing a cool open mic. Yeah. You want a gig? I know one of Radiohead's like, yeah. most obscure songs, you should have said. I'm going to I'm gonna take Romsey by storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every Friday at the tattoo parlor. No, not Friars Live. Every Friday. What are you It's a regular gig, about? Rob. So anyway, that should be good fun. It's December 11th for that. Any uh, other Christmas parties booked in, Rob? People, not if you, yet. If you're around Melbourne and you're looking for a solo artist to... Yeah. Turn the crowd on its head. Oh, it's serenade, Get Robin. Serenade uh, with a great passion and vigor. Uh, oh, r- r- romantic, if you need. Well, it. talking Soul- about Christmas. Soulful. Talking about Christmas parties, Rob. Huh? A Christmas party isn't a party without Jack Link's beef jerky. Certainly not. If you haven't got your Jack Link's beef jerky, I don't know what you're doing. You Get your Jack Link's beef jerky in, people. It's right up to Christmas. Stock up. It's got to yep. sell out. Right. There's only so much 100% New Zealand beef to go round. That's exactly it's right. only so much. If you want a great protein snack that's dried meat, you're missing out if you haven't got Jack Link's beef jerky. Absolutely. Do you know what, Robert, as well? So food of astronauts, Rob! Food of astronauts and musicians, apparently. I, I did know that beef. I already knew. Hey! I'd, hey, look, there's a headline. Kings of Leon drummer labels Melbourne golf course an F-effort course. 
if really and like blanked out the word the really? F word because for apparently Did a he lose uh, lots of balls. No, they made an old school request. He might have not had a collared shirt or something, oh, yeah, or that's... wasn't wearing trousers. He went rock and roll on the golf course. Well, he should be playing Northcote, not. Or he should be playing Yarra Bend. They don't care there either. Oh, okay, or play. I Yarra find Bend. I actually because I generally try and wear a collared shirt. Yeah, but um, so not, if I am playing in a t-shirt, I find it kind of relaxes me a bit. And ah, I feel like okay. extra chilled. I, she joined the LIV tour, Rob. Shorts and t-shirt is encouraged. Actually, t-shirts. Well, well, Tiger Woods been wearing t-shirt for years, hasn't he? Actually, well, Let's he, think about it. Yeah, well, he, uh, I, I noticed that myself. Actually, yeah, so he must have. You had, can't have one rule for Tiger, clear. one rule for everyone else, Rob. But it's not a t-shirt, though. There must, it, it must. It is a t-shirt, well, really. Well, they've, they've got, Let's come, come on. It's got a little bit of turtleneck thing on it, though. Mm. He must have got that cleared. Yeah, but it's Tiger. It is. It is one rule for him. It, he one looks. Rule I think yeah, if, if you look at him, he looks smart. He looks. Oh it, well, well, we won't disagree there. Know. It's not like mega. If it was like a soccer shirt or something, you can't well, can't be doing that. It is actually a soccer shirt, but it's playing. It's one color though. It's never multicolored. Yeah, well, it hasn't got silly. a sponsor. It doesn't. It doesn't a suggest a carnival atmosphere. Beef. It's just how long before numbers come into golf, Rob, on backs of shirts with names? What do you reckon? Never. Never. I don't like that. No, I don't like it either. But no. Gonna happen. Keep the traditions. <laughs> Keep the yeah. traditions. Although I Shorts have to say, t-shirts. I never would have thought there'd be numbers for cricket. No, and tests. Yeah. Why do they need them? Ah, uh, it's to do with recognition. Seeing who's playing, and uh, players want their brands. Like coming sturdy. Yeah. I'm coming sturdy, man. What is that? What he's doing now? I don't know. Probably. I'm Davy Warner, it, 31. How was his dismissal against New Zealand? Oh, that was something. I loved, really loved, loved it. Loved it. Loved <laughs> it. Absolutely loved it. Oh. Hey, I'm Aaron Finch, five. They sign a name, Finch Five. What? No, they, they don't. They do. I've seen it. Finch Five. He's on the thing. That's ridiculous. Was well, he going to put that on a bank check when he signs it? Finch Five. Uh, who's not who's doing that. bank checks nowadays? Well, uh, he's going to sign his next contract with Australia. Well, yeah, because well, he's, well, he's probably with not Australia. Yeah, Finch, well, probably not. Yes, Finch Five. Uh, Finch five. Anyway. He's- if you're listening to this on download, thanks for downloading. We really, really do appreciate you taking a little bit of time, a couple of hours a week, to uh, spend with Beefy and Rob. If you're looking for a new podcast platform to listen to your favourite shows on, you got to try Good Pods. I'm using it, Rob. Yeah, I, mean, I got. I use it all the time. Listen in the car. I yep, yeah. fantastic. It's uh, got nearly all the independent shows that I like are on there. I'm watching the show. On just this afternoon, yeah, um, about uh, how Spotify was invented. Ah, yeah. it was a Swedish guy, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a whole Swedish team. Whole Swedish team. Yeah, well, good on the Swedes. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Grey's. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, it's Jeff Horn. You're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Let's take a walk now with Big Maxie Walker. He's got the ripping gags. Ripping gags with Maxie Walker. Yeah, Rob, yeah. From... Uh, Max Walker's sport jokes. Yep. Uh, we've done... There's another one you could have put in the head of Ellen Border for your... Uh... Uh, oh, yeah, probably. I reckon Maxie Walker probably did more get 38. more than 38 test wickets, yeah. Uh, we've done cricket. We've done uh, Aussie rules. Uh, the next chapter is golf, Rob. Yep. So uh, here first couple of pages of golf jokes from Maxie Walker. There were these Siamese twins who said to the golf pro, I wonder if we could have a tea for two. 
A wise Hang man. On, a, if we they were these Siamese oh, twins. Oh, so I got it. You could have just left, just For had twins. For some reason, I thought Chinese twins when you said Siamese twins. Vietnamese is uh, Siam, isn't it? Is it? Anyway, yeah, I think so. You could have just said twins. Didn't have to be Siamese twins. Anyway, they're not called Siamese twins anymore. They're co-joined twins, aren't they? Anyway. Is it really? Yes. Why is that? Because they are co-joined and they're not from Siam. Is uh, that where the word comes from? Yeah, I think the first So ever the first ever one was, was from there. Pro- I think so, yeah. Or the f- yeah, the first ever one to be operated So it's on. like when they say left-arm Chinaman. Can't say that anymore, Rob. Left-arm unorth- left unorthodox. Left-arm leg spin, yeah, I don't know. Yes, you're right. It is where the uh, Chinaman term comes from because the first person to do it was a Chinaman who was West Indian. A wise man once said, golf is an adult's way of playing marbles. Well, oh. very wise. Golfers are oh. nothing if not inconsistent. You hit a bad shot, you blame God or the wind. You score a hole in one, and you take all the credit for yourself. That's not true. Okay. It's not how I think about it. As I certainly I... wouldn't blame God. Wouldn't even mention him. Wouldn't mm. get a look in. As I lie here dying, I have one last request. Even though I feel that I was handicapped out of winning the club championship, I would like you and the other golf club directors to stand for a minute's silence at my grave. Certainly, George. That is the least we can do for you. Where are you being buried? Hopefully at sea. Wasn't a fan of the club directors, obviously. Right. I think I'm, I wasn't listening at the start of that one. Can you concentrate on these? Well, no, because often I'm thinking about the one I just heard. I'm listening that one, thinking, and you start another one. You're just gonna so, move on, Rob. Just gonna. If you don't get it, no, move on. I, I like to dwell on. The, I know you to like to dwell. Things. All right, you ready? So just you're too, right. you're too much action. He's beat. asking. Take, take, take he's asking the relax. club. He's asking the club directors to stand for a minute silence. Yeah, at, his, uh, at grave. his grave. I caught that part. And they said, "Where are you being buried?" He said, he said hopefully, "Hopefully at sea." sea. Oh, so he's saying he can be in the water and drown As well, they can stand for a minute's silence. They may all be Jesus, Rob. Well, it's just not a very good joke, is what the problem is. If they were good jokes, Rob, they wouldn't be on this show. The old leather-faced golfer paced anxiously up and down outside the emergency room of the hospital near the golf course. Inside, the doctors were operating to remove a golf ball accidentally driven up a player's clacker. Oh. The sister in charge noticed the anxious old golfer and went to reassure him. It won't be long now, sir, she said. You're a relative? No, no, miss. That's my bloody ball. I want it back no matter what the condition. Mm. Should have said, is it a tight list for? Anyway, the jokes aren't much better so far with Maxie Walker. Bring back uh, Booney. Right, on this day in sports history, Rob, 25th October. Must have been a pristine Pro V1. Yeah, must have been. Uh, happy birthday, Peter Loder, England test fast bowler. Don't know him. Happy birthday, Australian rugby league forward Ron Coote. Happy birthday, Ron, if you're listening. Uh, American golfer Muffin Spencer Devlin. Happy birthday, Muffin, if you're uh, if you're listening. That's for being named Muffin. Yeah, Mark McNulty, Zimbabwean golfer. Happy birthday, Mark. Oh, New Zealand test batsman. New Zealand test batsman yeah. Dipak Patel. Yeah. He was an off spinner, 1958. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dipak. Well, oh. yeah, well, probably. He, he initially got in as a batsman. Oh, yeah. And then he became his off. He sort of opening became, bowler. Uh, uh, that changed limited overs cricket forever, Rob. He certainly did. Yeah. I, I, I loved Dipak as a kid. He was my favourite He played player. in our league uh, back in the UK. Yeah. I'm sure he played in our league, and he was nicknamed Cowpat Patel. Yeah. You, you me- I think you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, hey, that, what, what sport did that muffin bloke play? Um, she's a golfer, I she's think. She's muffin. You can't be a bloke called muffin, surely. Ah, it's a bit of a disaster. Yeah. Uh, English soccer midfielder Steve Hodge. Happy birthday, Steve. Seven million pounds richer because he sold his uh, Maradona shirt the other week. 
Um, Michael Liner. Happy birthday, Michael Liner. Australian Australian, uh, top uh, point scorer. scorer. Yeah. And Scottish Rugby Union flanker Martin Leslie. Happy birthday, Martin, if you're listening. On this day in 1999, Rob. Payne Stewart killed in plane crash. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Matt Rogers kicked 16 conversions as Australia scored uh, 142-0 thrashing in Namibia in 2003. Yeah. That's that's a one-sided affair. That must be a record. What about Simon Culhane? What? Didn't he? Oh, that was a rugby union. Yeah, Matt Rogers, yeah. I thought it was a rugby league game. Oh, Namibia don't play rugby league, Rob. Australian test yeah. batsman David Hooks scored the fastest recorded authentic century in first-class history, scored 100 from 34 balls. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I got one in 31. I think I heard that stat somewhere. Oh, did you? 1982, yeah. that was? Yeah. And in 1979, the IOC voted to readmit China to Olympic competition after 21-year absence. Didn't know they were banned. In, in what sport, sorry? In the Olympics. They were actually banned from the from, Olympics? From 1952. Because they were communists? Probably because they were commies, Rob. But the Soviet Union was always in. They were. I don't know. They must have done something wrong. Maybe they must have been. Weren't they, didn't, weren't they causing Japan a bit of grief? Possibly. Uh, Australia's three-time World Formula North One. North Korea, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Australia's three-time World Formula One driver's German Jack Brabham announced his retirement on this day in 1970. There's some uh, horse... Well, they, even North Korea was in the last Olympics, weren't they, Beef? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They decided to uh, play. Uh, they were in the World Cup. And they did rubbish, and they refused to show it on TV. <laughs> what World Cup? Soccer World Cup. North Korea. Was North in the Korea qualified World Cup. for the for the World Cup. Yeah. When? Uh, last time around, 2018 in Russia. I'm sure they did. No, I think they did. North Korea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. Stuff to look up in the break. I'm sure they qualified. They lost like seven two and five nil, and they. I think. How did they get in? Oh, well, Asia. The Asian qualifying is pretty easy. That's why Australia joined Asia. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some baseball news as well from 2005, but nobody cares. Uh, did they get anything from uh, in the Olympics? Any medals? Um, probably not. No, I don't think they did. I'm surprised they allowed to compete. Why? Because because well, everyone knows it's the like the worst, most horrendous regime in the world. North Korea. Yeah. Well, Beef. we don't know that for sure. <laughs> I've I've heard uh, some pretty you, horrendous you stories. You don't know if that's true, though, Rob, do you? Uh, Could just this... be propaganda by the West. Now, this lady, she she escaped. She escaped as a young girl, and she told. So she said, "What they do when they when people come in from outside to check cities out, yeah. they go they go and and everything. Oh, this is looks it's going pretty well. And then as soon as they leave, they turn the power off, and then people <laughs> got they got no food. Okay, uh, yeah, and they're going hungry in that. Right. They're all, and they're all—they're shorter than South Koreans because they—they're malnourished. Mal- you, you've told—you've told that story before, and we still don't believe it's it. It's true. It's true. They've also got square heads because they lie on the floor. No, that was in. Oh, yeah, that was them. Oh, no, oh that, was it? That, I don't know. Oh, that's Chinese. Was that the Chinese? Yeah. The only problem with that is I thought that I heard that from someone with some kind of expertise, but it was actually Carl Pilkington. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes, it was Carl Perkinson. Yeah. Anyway, um, have you been watching Welcome to Wrexham, the Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney uh, documentary? Nah, I just watched the deal? Spotify thing. The, just the Spotify thing. Yeah. Well, that documentary started, I think it's on Amazon or Disney Plus or something, one of those uh, channels that yeah. I don't pay for. Mm. I've watched the first four episodes. It's quite good, mm. quite enjoyable, it's good behind-the-scenes stuff. It's working for you? Yeah, yeah, you don't turn it off. You, you yeah. are kind of uh, intrigued by what's going on. Yeah. So, watching one of the shows... So Ryan Reynolds is on the show? Yeah, well, he owns a club, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You got a hold of him? 
I, yeah, Rob, are you there? Ryan, no, they're not on the show. I, despite numerous attempts to get them on the show, by the way, uh, without response. So anyway, I'm going to do this. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear about because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless Whilst watching one of the episodes, they've panned to a little bit of a, uh, I don't know if it's a pre-game thing or a party thing. Yeah. There's a band on yeah. around the ground. Mm. They're called the Declan Swans. Okay. Uh, Rob McElhenney, his show is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Well, these guys have done It's Always Sunny in Wrexham. This is Worst Song in the World, the Declan Swans, Always Sunny in Wrexham. Deflection in time I did on Could see in his eyes he was totally gone Less than a mile from the centre of town A famous old stadium's crumbling down No one's invested so much as a penny Ring on the bed, ooh, and rock like a lamb Sign out of town, a famous. 
unisol stadiums crumbling down. No one's invested so much as a penny. Bring on the dead pool and rub Marcellini. It's a nice place like you doing and a girl like this. Less than a mile from the center of town, a famous old stadium's crumbling down. No one's invested so much as a penny. Bring on the dead pool and rub Marcellini. So there you go, Rob. The Declan Swans. And the band just sort of plays that. Does, this, does the crowd sing along with it? Well, I'm not sure. I think it must be quite, well, clearly quite new because obviously yep. the uh, Rob and Ryan have only been on board for 18 months or yep. so. Yep. I, I guess they could sing along. I haven't. Um, I bet. I couldn't quite pick up what he said. He said, bring on the Deadpool. That's what yeah. he said. Because he, he's Reynolds. Deadpool. He is Deadpool. Yeah. I, I, knew, see I knew doing, that. Is he, he's doing a new movie with um, Hugh. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Wolverine. Wolverine. That's him. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Hugh Jackman's, that's what um, I was thinking of. So, well, that was all right. Uh, yeah. I don't feel, I don't feel strongly either way about okay. that. I sort of, I'm glad you I, I like that they get a bit of a mention. I like that they got a bit of a mention in that. Of course they did. Bring on. I bet, I and, bet. And a stomp is a good way to go about a, a, a bit okay. of a, a, a sports song. So it's not too pretentious. I bet Rob and Ryan love it, secretly love it, because it's a Oh, they, they would definitely love it. Yeah, it's all about ego. Um, so, so in that regard, it's good. Uh, I wasn't listening to the lyrics properly. I don't think. Why not? What were you doing? Well, I was listening, but sometimes I just can't hear them. Right. Not very good with lyrics. Okay. Uh, it's amazing, actually, how some people really listen to words. What you sing, like in yeah, songs. they I, do. I don't really pay too much attention to what they're I singing know, about. Uh, my partner, she is a mad. She picks up lyrics so quick. Yeah. Sings along to lots of songs. But because she's tuned into what they're saying? I, quite or? possibly. I mean, she is in the health profession, so she does have to listen to people. I notice if something's a bad lyric, if, uh, if it's a moronic, okay. unthinking yeah. line, Okay, I'll notice that. I don't generally like get too caught up in what they're saying. Right, okay. Because sometimes they can be quite abstract. They could be singing about anything. Yeah, that's very it. true. Often people adapt. Often the, people do you know, sing about what, anything. What's his name? That um, Brian uh, no, May? That? No, no, no. Adams, the guy did Jonestown Massacre. What's his? Um, I was about to say Brian Jonestown Massacre, but it's actually just the, the Jonestown Massacre was that. Okay, who's the guy who did Helter Skelter? You know, Manson, Charles Manson. Ah, oh, okay, right, Charles Manson. So, because he hijacked Helter Skelter. He right. thought that song was singing to him. Oh, and, okay, right. And he, he this saw is all that news it, to me, as right. his inspiration for going mad, going loopy. Right, okay. Song. Probably for another time. It's actually, Paul McCartney wrote that song. Oh, did he? Yeah. Good on Paul. It's a smashing rock song, that one. Right. Yeah, for a start, it's probably it's heavier than the U2 version. Is it? Yeah. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Is it better than the beef? Probably. I saw some clip of Ronnie in on Facebook the other day. Oh, he, was, he was highly emotional. Where, was he? Yeah, reflecting upon uh, some. Old, I don't know. So I think there's a. I think there's a movie or doco coming out about him. Oh, really? Yeah, and that'll uh, be a good watch. Yeah, and it showed him sort of. Uh, as, I don't know. A bit of a uh, "This Is Your Life" type of thing or something. Okay. And he was. Oh, he was. Uh, Got emotional, uh, baby. Oh, he couldn't sobbing. Couldn't be recovered. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if the immortal line. 
I took up smoking when I went to China because there was nothing. I, I'm not sure that was, was what nothing, provoked it. Nothing else to do. I, I'm quite sure they had nothing to do with it. All right. Is it better than a beef or a beef or bust? A driver at a Kentucky racetrack broke the Guinness World Record when he drove a Corvette in reverse for one mile in 75.18 seconds. Scott Berner took on the record for the fastest mile driven in reverse at the National Corvette Museum's NCM Motorsports Park in Bowling Green. Berner, whose YouTube channel Always in Reverse features him testing out reverse driving capabilities of various vehicles, drove a 2017 Corvette. Uh, he managed the mile in 75.18 seconds, smashing the previous record of 97.02. Berner said he decided to pursue the record after discovering the previous record was a time he had already unofficially beaten. He said it took about two years to ensure all Guinness World Records rules would be followed in his attempt. So, driving in reverse for a mile... In a straight line? Just in a um, straight line? Is like salt? It's a good question, that like is. like the salt flats? Or was it on one of those ovals where you just got to, like, go in reverse and the bends will take you a mile? I don't know. So I, that would, it's pre- if it's in an oval, that to me is... is Probably cheating. Very quick. If, if he's done, like, a lapse of a 400-meter track, four laps in 75 seconds, he could, that yeah. would be... I don't think that's possible. So, so he, it would have to be in a straight line. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking so. Um, uh, and I'm thinking what you said, the salt like salt lake yeah. flats would be... And because of that... Oh, See, that, it, that right, is fast. 75 seconds, fast he is it. averaging probably 50 miles an hour in reverse. In reverse, 80 kilometers an hour in reverse. Yeah, yeah, actually a bit less. He's actually uh, averaging 70. And is he doing the proper, like, one hand on the wheel, looking over the back with his with a other smoke? hand? With, with his, a smoke? Uh, well, that would actually that would, that really would top, bring it home. put over the edge. You know, if he's With got, an, an orangutan in the front seat? If he's doing, yeah. <laughs> if, if it had those things as well, then it's definitely better. Right. It's an interesting one. I mean, it's just so, again, it's so, 75 seconds is pretty quick. Yeah, it is. But you sort of feel like you could get the speed wobbles in reverse, wouldn't you? At, at 80 kilometers an hour. Yeah, but if you've got nothing, <laughs> nothing like there, you no, say, no, if, no yeah. dangerous obstacles or nothing you can like just, that, just floor it. I think. Well, we this is what we need to discover. We then. do. If, if it's on the salt flats, we need to look um, into it I, a little bit then more. Then I think I think you might just have a. But I reckon if there's any element of uh, dodgy terrain, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Then I would suggest he's got you on that one. If beef. he's just literally going straight and holding it straight, yeah, then. Most people could probably do that if yeah. you're just holding a wheel straight on a. St- if there's no obstacles, because all you're doing is holding a steering wheel straight yeah. and pushing a pedal down. It's exactly you right. You know, and that. So when you simplify it like that, mm. there's no. You can't miss anything. No, you probably got one of those lines to tr- just focus on. Yeah. And the thing is, that, the whole point of when you're reversing, you got to look at where you're going on True. the lot. You don't look at the side of the car. Right no, now. no, just look straight. Yeah. And so, power steering nowadays as well, the, the you're more, just holding the, more, the wheel The straight. more I'm talking about it, I mean, yeah, our version just totally changes the game. Yeah, yeah. With the orangutan. Yeah, anyway, with a smoke. Yeah. I and mean, these are those are important factors. Give mm. it some character. Yep. Gives, gives it a bit more uh a bit more rough and tumble. Like yeah, a bit more ad lib so. or something. This this I reckon is like some nerdy planned effort. Yeah. Well he's got his own YouTube channel always in reverse. So he does it for a full time job as well. He has a YouTube channel of yeah. reversing cars. You clearly don't listen to anything I say on this show. Uh I just I was playing that Wudoku in the break. Um, I spend all day writing this show, and you play Wudoku during the show. It's my day off. 
Yeah, it's my day off as well, Rob. Um, um, just to give you some uh, cricket score, 109 for four Sri Lanka are in the 16th over. Uh, have you found any information on this? Is it Salt Lake? Salt Lake? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't been... Utah? No. It's Bowling Green, and I know Bowling Green's in Indiana. Anyway, so I just is it better than the beef? I just real. Uh, I'm going to give it a no. Just. Okay, we're coming up to the. It's actually called Salt Lake City, isn't it? Yeah, because of the salt. I salt just, Lake. I, I, how did I not make that connection before? Really? Yeah, well, I always knew it was on Utah and all that. Okay, but I thought I don't know. That's amazing, Rob. It's mm. amazing. New segment, Rob. Only fans, girl. Ah, oh. we're coming up. We've is talked about OnlyFans. Regular OnlyFans. Is this what I, I don't want to be? No, 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 no. There's nothing to do with that. We've talked about women making their career change into OnlyFans. It has we've, come up. We've talked about it on the show. Or financing their way through college. Or finance whatever they want to do. Coming up to uh, Melbourne Cup uh, season, spring carnival season. Mm. Former jockey Libby Hopwood has made a raunchy move to OnlyFans. Former jockey turned Sky Racing presenter Libby Hopwood has made a bold career move that is about to turn plenty of heads. Retired jockey Libby is making the bold career move after revealing earlier this week she was launching an OnlyFans channel. Uh, Although available for all types of performers, OnlyFans is synonymous with adult content, Rob. Now, the reason I bring up Libby Hopwood is she is in Australia doing Spring Carnival. Right. So... She was a jockey until a horror fall in 2014, left her with bleeding on the brain, broken collarbone, a fractured shoulder blade, and fractured vertebrae. In 2016, her comeback was shelved after she became a form analyst at Sky, where she worked for five years. She's got her own business and still at the horse stables every day. Having worked in the horse racing industry for the past 20 years, Hopwood said it made sense to continue doing what she does best, but in lingerie. I was enjoying a bit more of a sexually liberated life. I met my partner and he's helped me become who I am. We were taking some cute pictures, but you can't share them on normal social media, so I thought, why not show them on OnlyFans? Hopwood goes by the name Foxy Miss and said to the Daily Telegraph she has hundreds of people now paying for her content. I've got lingerie pictures and some pictures of my private shenanigans and things we get up to. I've started a form segment wearing just lingerie. I like doing form, so I thought, why don't I do it wearing next to nothing and people can pay for it? I'm using my 20-odd years in the industry and trying to share it with a sexy, funny twist. Anyone that actually knows me as a person isn't going to change their opinions of me because I posted a few racy pictures. It's been a surprise, sure, but not too left of field for me. Hilariously, she posted a photo of herself from the stables on Friday morning with the face you make when you're at work and your nan sends you a picture of your boobs that just happened to be in the paper. So there you go. Libby Hopwood has gone to OnlyFans doing raunchy form guide yeah, drop. Yeah, it's... Uh... Getting the tips. Yeah, no pun intended. Um, so, uh... No, we, definitely uh... not. I mean, what, what, what is this? So the segment is going to be the latest person that's gone to OnlyFans. Is that what? Yeah, we're that's what it is. I, I mean, how are we going to? I think we to dissect it and unpack it will be quite. Do we? It will be repetitive. Do we? Really It'll be interesting to see. I weirdly enough, I have got a top ten of uh, famous sports people have made the move. Right, so it's really trending like that nowadays. It's really, yeah, it's becoming a mainstream. I'm just trying thing. to think whether we've got time. I mean, it is a surprise one for for a jockey. Let's do this. 
Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> I just. Do you, do you think that maybe she hasn't actually recovered from the brain injury properly? Possibly. This is interesting. So this is the top ten sports people that have moved into OnlyFans, and it says. So, in what way? So it's got the top ten. Yeah. Is this really a ranking system? Yeah. Is it, is it based kind on of. fame? It is kind is of it, a ranking system. Is it based system? on their OnlyFans numbers? Or money they've earned. Yeah. Right. It says, if you're making more cash on OnlyFans than you are as a professional athlete, at what point does sports become your side hustle? Mm. So number 10, young Australian tennis hopeful Angelina Gryovach has reportedly become the latest sporting figure to chase some extra cash on OnlyFans. The 19-year-old from New South Wales currently ranked... 1,171 in the world in tennis. Only $3,500 in career earnings. But uh, since making a professional tennis debut in 2018, she's only claimed nine wins in 37 matches. So uh, she is struggling to maintain her tennis dream. She, she's, she's number 1,100 in the world. And 71, yeah. So you're not making much money ranked at 1,171, are you? It's still, I mean, that's pretty, quite a high ranking, really. Mm. Number in, nine. In, in the terms of the whole world. Yeah, 1,171 in the world. Pro volleyball player, Brazilian... Key Alves says her OnlyFans earns her 50 times more than her sports career. She's making so much money, she could easily retire, although she's going to stick around for the love of the game. Right. Says, like it or not, it's where you make the easiest money, apparently. Yeah. This is OnlyFans. Uh, number eight, Felice Hareg, ex-UFC fighter. The little bulldog got creative with her finances after she's joined OnlyFans. She sells photos of her feet, Rob. Just feet. Apparently the money she's made has allowed her to make a more flexible fight schedule. Made a huge difference because after my first knee surgery, I wouldn't say I was broke, but I had no money coming in. Yep, you were broke. Mm-hmm. Number seven, former Charlton Athletic footballer Madeline Wright. She's an OnlyFans star now, Rob. Right. She charges £24 a month for... Doesn't say what she charges it for. I guess it's raunchy, Just Robert. Just endless months. daily exhibits. Social media followers suggested she made the OnlyFans page, and the 23-year-old was released from Charlton after being filmed allegedly inhaling a balloon and drinking champagne behind the wheel of a Range Rover. Well, that's not a good look. That's going to, uh, yeah. Here's a surprising one. That's quite a combo. Boxer Tony Bellew joined OnlyFans back in March... To the shock of the boxing community, it's not all what it seems because the gloves are off as boxing champ Tony Bellew has joined OnlyFans, offering the chance to join him outside the ring. You can catch unseen fitness and training footage, grab a peek into his lifestyle. Give it your best shot with Tony saying, hello guys, I'm Tony Bellew, welcome to my OnlyFans. What? Oh, so, awesome. so he does training videos? Yeah, on OnlyFans. It's not all raunchy stuff, Rob. Uh, number five, American MMA fighter Pearl Gonzalez made a name on local circuits before joining Dana White's circus in 2017, but lost to both Cynthia Calvillo and Pollyanna Botello. She charges $9.99 a month with a free trial membership. Who's the, paying for this stuff? The tagline reads, the type of girl you never forget. Welcome to Pearl's Paradise. Uh, Paige Van Zant, another MMA fighter, created her own personal fan site, having expressed shock at people sending her money for nude photos. It also costs nine ninety nine a month, 
with a six-month offer for $53.94. Every time I check my social media, my fans are always asking me for more. By launching Page Fan Sant with Fan Time, it makes it easier for followers to find the exclusive content I'll be putting out. What sport does she play? Do She's think? an MMA type again. Right. This oh, is yeah. interesting. Number three, controversial Australian basketballer Liz Cambridge has had an accomplished career winning bronze at the London Olympics. The 30-year-old signed up for OnlyFans. She said she did it because she was reprimanded by Basketball Australia. I was so scared to actually do it, but I had my friends and family push me and say, don't worry what anyone says. People are either going to love you or hate you regardless. What, with an awareness that she's going to do this OnlyFans thing? Or are they just saying that in general? I she's applied, were... it, applied it to that. Yes, that I, is, I can't see friends and family being encouraging. What you said is spot on. Right. Number two, another Australian. But she's the one that's constantly getting yes. every, upsetting everyone. Everywhere yeah, she goes, is all up the being time. A dis- and now disaster. she's on OnlyFans getting her bits out for money. Well, that was uh, possibly a lot of good decisions made there. Number two, another Australian former V8 supercar racing driver Rennie Gracie is now more well-known for adult film and OnlyFans content than she ever was for race car driving. The 25-year-old said that racing cars was no longer a passion after she began uploading to OnlyFans and used her earnings to buy a Mercedes supercar for around half a million dollars. She claimed she earned over half a million dollars in her first six months on the platform. What? She made half a mil in six months, Rob. Who is... I just don't She's a former race car driver. I got it. I got it. I got it. And uh, the top number one, Canadian pole vaulter Alicia Newman marked her 27th birthday by signing up to OnlyFans just weeks before the start of action at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Newman is a beautiful woman with the face of an angel who knows what it's like to win many athletic competitions and at the same time be desired by hundreds of thousands of men and women. She is the woman in this group with the most expensive OnlyFans. It costs $20 a month to view exclusive content from this highly competitive athlete, Rob. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? Well, it sounds like a highly competitive platform. Yes. Um, yes, yes, well, yes. Well, there's your top 10 people. Some of yeah. some great people in there. Um, some I've actually got, heard got of. got the names. Google them. Look them yep. up. See, see what they're up to. Yep. Um, I'm glad we got a chance to promote them. Well, we've talked about it a bit, and I thought, I saw the story about yeah. Libby Hopwood, and I thought, oh, perhaps to do a top Ten. I looked into ten sports I people. I surprised to see Liz, Liz Cambridge. Just... That surprised me as well. I didn't check out her content. Yeah, I'd like to see how some of the people who were probably in line with her. Yeah, with some of her takes on the Australian basketball team about they're not being inclusive enough in their campaign and all this sort of stuff. Who were on her team? I reckon might they might be starting to realise they might back the wrong horse. Yeah. What do you think, Beef? I, I'm with you, man. Yeah. I'm with you definitely on that. Uh, who's paying for Liz Cambridge OnlyFans content? Come on. I, I, I was not aware this was happening, Beef. It In surprised fact, me. I didn't even know what this was until about... We, we, well, we, when we, we discussed it, on the it show. a few weeks ago. Yeah. All of a sudden, I just kept hearing this. What's this OnlyFans thing? And what then it? it popped up about this jockey... And I thought, oh, okay, I'll have a look to see who else is uh, delving into it. And it's it's a Worked regular for Sky thing for five years. Yeah, but she, I did see like she's announced she's in Australia and she's covering the uh, the spring racing carnival. I think she, I would most imagine of these people. I guarantee you will heavily regret I, these decisions. I like that, Rob. Because I like that. I think I'm thinking we talked about it in the break. Somebody like sports bet or a betting agency is paying old Libby Hopwood's. Uh, you reckon? I think so. Must be surely. Yeah, that's possible. I think it is possible. 
Well, well, you might have to check it out. Oh, thanks, Rob. Yeah. Oh, can I write that off as tax? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I haven't got an income, so I can't, yeah, if I don't pay tax, I can't claim anything. That's for sure. Something like that. I don't know, man. It's not a. It's not a world that I feel is is full of um, sophistication. Yeah. Um, I don't that's, think. I don't. I don't think you get the, the, the best people flocking toward indulging in, in a platform like that. Mm, disposable income. It's, uh, I've got better things to do with my money, Rob. Yeah. I really have. Uh, I, although I will say, Beef. Yes. If if you start up your own OnlyFans, I will. I might check it with out. you, and you made any money at all, I'd be. How amazing I'd, would that be? <laughs> Tony Bellew's on it. He's doing stuff. Well, he's doing training routines, apparently. Perhaps that's what I should do. You know what? What, Rob? The, maybe it could be for your motivational oh, yeah. speeches career. Um, <laughs> the big time with big time beef. I might just steal the suitcase of courage just to kick things off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go straight <laughs> up with the suitcase. And act, but literally have a suitcase. I think that's my gig. Yeah, and you can do some sort of... Beefy suitcase of courage. That's the, that's the show on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> the suitcase of courage with beefy. Yeah, love it. All right, he this opens is... it up on a daily basis. Opening oh, up. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Watch this space, people. Watch this space. Hey, bro. If we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass, no grass. Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro. Who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. I'm Mick Fanning, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing, the most popular part of the show. It's a great quiz. Sporting Gladiators, where we ask each other sports trivia questions. Three rounds of questions. When was the last time you won? It's been a long time. Definitely. I think I'm on a real streak here. Yeah, probably are. Probably are. Three, we ask each other three sporting trivia questions. There are a maximum of five points per question. The winner who gets the most out of 15 will win. Yeah. Prize this week is continued glory. Absolute continued glory for Rob. Yeah, for Rob especially. Alrighty, first question for the Beefinator to uh, Roberto. Cricket's on right now. Yeah. But I want to know, can you name any five... Of the English cricket team that got to the final in 1987 World Cup. Oh. They played Australia in the final, I can tell you that okay. much. Okay. David Gower. No, Gower was not in that team. Graham Gooch. Graham Gooch definitely was in that team. Alan Lamb. Alan Lamb was in that team. Uh, no. 87, you're saying, yeah? 87. Uh, in both of them. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't in, in I think it. he was banned for oh, some I reason. Was too. Now this is getting tricky because the bowlers. I can't just see the bowlers. Bob Willis, I'm sure, is done by then. So I don't think he's in. Or oh, Jack Russell. So close. Oh. Didn't play many one days. Paul Downton was the weekend. Okay, I, I was thinking about Devin Malcolm. Yeah, I don't think he was really nah. a one day Derek, bowler. Derek Pringle. No, should have, he would have been in in the squad, I reckon, Derek Pringle. Um, who was that? Some blonde guy, Lily or something? No, not Lily. Dilly. Dilly. Graham Dilly. Graham no, Dilly. He, was, he would have been around that time, though. Yeah. you got Graham Gooch. Tim Robinson was right. the other opener. Yeah. Bill Athey, who was the slowest batsman of all time. Right. Mike Getting, oh, who went the reverse. Oh, damn went it. The, went the reverse sweep in the final, got a top edge, turned the game in Australia's right, favour. okay. Uh, Alan oh, Lamb, Paul Dankton. You could have gone John Embry. 
Phil De Freitas was the spearhead. Phil De Freitas. Neil Foster, who Essex, you wouldn't... Uh, yeah. Gladstone Small. Gladstone Small. And here's one that I never realised played in the World Cup final. Eddie Hemmings. Oh, no, no, don't know. No, there's a few. I could have got Mike yeah. Getting, and yeah. I could have got... Oh, I wouldn't have got Phil De Freitas. I wouldn't have thought 87. I always thought of as more of a 90s bowler. Um, right. And, of course, Beefy threw me off there. Yes. Right, well, I've got a good one. So, obviously, yeah, it's cricket. T- yeah. T20 World Cup oh, yeah. is on. Simply name from the previous five World Cups who won. So, the years are 21, okay, well, 16, 14, 12, and 10. 21, 16. There was a bit of a break, wasn't there? Yep. So, 21, 16, 14, and 10? 14, 12, and 10. Oh, 14, 12, and 10. Well, 21 is Australia. Yep. The Lankies won one somewhere in there. Do I have to name the year for the winner? Uh, nah. 16 is the West Indies anyway. Yep. I think the 14 was Sri Lanka. 12 yep, was, was the West Indies and 10 was England. Yeah, well done. I would never have got... never. I would have got two. I would have got Australian West Indies. I knew, I, I knew the West Indies won it twice and I was trying to work out... I, I, knew I didn't Sri even know it had been going back that far. It goes back to 07 even. Oh, I couldn't tell you one in 07. India won that one. Oh, did, oh they? did they win it or just get... Oh, that was the... That, yes, 07 was the bowl out against Pakistan. They keep showing it on TV. Right. That wasn't the final, by the way. That was a, I think that was the semi-final where yep. India won 3-0 Five in for the, the bowl beef. I really, I really didn't think you'd get that. England won in 2010 in the West Indies, but the team, you wouldn't... like That, that should be a question. I did the 87. Yeah. If you could name any five from the 2010 England World Cup winning team, it's a miracle. Yeah, right. Craig Keyswetter. <laughs> Mike Yardy. People like this. Anyway, okay. I've got to say, I can't believe David Gow wasn't in that one day. Yeah, I don't know why. We might have been injured or something. Possibly, I don't know. Um, Okay, we love our six to tens. I'm going to throw it at you, Rob. All Blacks try scorers from six to ten. Oh, you're kidding me. That's ridiculous. Really? I've got no chance. Try all-time try scorers six to ten. Yeah. Because I can't name really any players from the last decade. These so. are all old, apart from one, they're all older players. Okay. John Kerwin. He's number 10. Jeff Wilson. Not in not in this group. Is he above or below? I think he's below, actually. I don't think he's in the top five. Oh, uh, Jonah. Number eight. Ooh. Long. Who played for a while? Because I think, I think Doug Howlett's in the top five. Uh, let's go Joe Rockathoko. I think he's in the top five as well. I think he is number five. And so as a last guess, I'm going to go for... I had one in my head before, but I didn't say it. Uh, Christian Cullen. No. I did did, did throw you down the garden path a little bit. There is one from the late 2000s to... He's retired a few years ago, Uh, and I would never have got him. Um, There's one current player, and Julian Savi is current. No, he's in the top five. Oh, uh, okay. One current player would probably be oh, um, the first five eight. What's this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bowden Barrett. Barrett. Forty-one tries and hundred and nine tests. Unbelievable. Yeah. The other one is Ben Smith. I thought I did. Th- he popped in my head. Okay, because he played wing and centre uh, and fullback. Apparently, yeah. Okay. Uh, Eighty-four tests, thirty-nine tries. Jonah Lomu, thirty-seven oh, tries. Ma- ma- no, no, Martin, no, I wouldn't score that many tries. Uh, Jonah Lomu was thirty-seven in sixty-three. Tana Umanga, Umanga. thirty-six in seventy-four, and you got John Kerwin thirty-five in sixty-three. Yeah. So not bad. Not bad. We'll get three or two. Two. 
So I'm on four. You're, you know, you're already winning on. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, you probably you could go for ten. Whoa. Because the next question is the same question, but who are the runners up? Oh, that's harsh. Okay. Well, New Zealand. Yep. In twenty-one. Yep. England is. Oh, hold on. Who did England lose to? Who did England beat? Oh, England beat Australia two thousand ten. Yep. Who did the West Indies beat? Who was champion? Who were they beat? All right. Who did the Lankies beat? India. Yes. I don't really remember the 2012, 2012. I don't even know where it was. Um, I don't remember. I knew nothing about it. West Indies won. Who did they beat? South Africa. Sri Lanka. They beat the Lank. So the Lankies went back-to-back finals. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 2016, when the Windies won, they beat England. Yeah. So you got four. You got four, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You know, you, I'm surprised. That's the one I would definitely remember straight away, the England yeah, one. I, yeah. That's when Carlos Brathwaite. Yes. Ben, ben, yeah. ben Stokes? Oh, yeah, just smashed it. Yeah, Ben Stokes bowled four half volleys in a row and hit them all for yeah. six. All right. You're going to hate- 9-4. I have to get all of them to tie yeah. before you've got to go in and, hand. And this is a this is an interesting question, right? Cricket, six Kiwis have taken five or more wickets in a one-day international on only two occasions. So people like Hadley, who did it in seven, are out. So they took five or more wickets two times. There's six. Two are current. Well, then I'm going to say uh, Tim Selvey. No, he's got five. Well, I reckon Trent's probably got more than two, if he has. So I'm not going to say him either. I'm going to say, for five wickets, I'm going to say Shane Bond. He did it four times. Dan Vittori. He did it twice. Two current players. Yep. So it's not lovely, Trenty. It's not so that these... This is one day cricket, you said. One you? days, yep. Not 2020. You'd struggle to get five in one in yep. 2020s. So who else have we got? It won't be, we've got Lockie Ferguson. We've got, we've got Jimmy Neesham. Can't imagine him getting five wickets. Oh, Mitchell Santner? No, I only done it once. Is that it? Got one more guess. Lockie Ferguson. No, you went the wrong one. Trent. No, Trent's done it three times. Jimmy Neesham is the two. He's done it twice. Matt Henry, twice. Jacob Oram, twice. Yeah. Danny Morrison, yeah. twice. Uh, Beefy, that was a bad question. Shane uh, that, that's, O'Connor. That's, that Shane O'Connor. Twice. That's just such a niche question. How could I possibly figure that out? I'm not happy with that question. Okay. All right. Trans of our days of sport. Oh, yeah. 52 through 56. <laughs> All right, I don't even know where we were. I think we were in the UAE. I'm going to say wing walking. No. Oh, so late November. What? 52 through 56. Yeah, late November? No, oh, late December. Okay, show jumping. No, no, it wasn't show jumping. Dog agility. Yes. Shetland pony races. Yes. <laughs> Puissance. Yes. Okay, now I've got to work out whether we were before or after, because we, I think we went... Ah, Pelota. Yes. Surely not. Now, which way do we go? It's either Paydal or what came before? So, so, okay. It's either Temp... No. Paydal. It is. Paydal, it is. (laughs) That's a dodgy five because you said show jumping pretty loud and proud. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Four. (laughs) I was trying to work out whether it was um, handball. Handball. Where was handball? Oh, way over there. Yeah, yeah. Did we, go, oh, did we go to Spain after that? Uh, yeah, I think we did, didn't we? Did we ever stop over and... Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, no, we did. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. They could well be right. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Good stuff. I finally got on the board, Rob. 
It's been a while. Anyway, it was good. With the 13, too. Yeah. 13 to 5. Yes, yes, yes. Not very good. Not very good. Okay, let's finish off strong here. Here you go. Dallas man arrested after he ruptured his wife's bladder by blasting an air horn in her vagina. Oh, my God. Peggy Saunders, 33, is recovering at a local Dallas hospital after she was admitted the night before with a ruptured bladder. Peggy's husband, Greg, set off an air horn inside her whilst she slept. At 129 decibels, air horns can permanently damage your hearing. Peggy was to learn that when set off inside a female private part, it can also rupture bladders. Air horns are not designed to be used in tight, confined areas due to the high risk of injury inherent with high decibel devices. When her husband Greg inserted and blew the horn inside her while she was sleeping, the sound had no place to escape. Pressure then built up inside her and shockwaves pulsated at an incredible rate. The only comparable thing that comes to mind when talking about the sheer shock of vibrations caused by the horn would be being electrocuted by a car battery. Bladder walls are notoriously thin, susceptible to damage, and the pressure caused by the horn blew a hole in Peggy's bladder, said Dr. Kenneth Attenbury. Authorities believe Greg acted with depraved indifference and is being charged with second-degree assault charges for the attack, being held on a $50,000 bond while his wife recovers. He claims the whole incident is a misunderstanding and that it has been blown out of proportion. Peggy plans to file for divorce. A misunderstanding? Yes, a misunderstanding. It was an accident. Yeah, it was a total accident that I put an air horn in You see, this is what TikTok is doing. This, yes, that, Rob. That's why you see all these stupid, lame pranks going yeah. on. Stuff like that when someone walks up behind you and blows a big, loud horn. Yeah. For me, that's very low, bottom of the barrel sort of gags. Yeah. I don't like that stuff. And those people go into like uh, Walmarts and they do stuff like they bang into someone with their shopping trolley and yeah, stuff. Yeah, won't yeah. let them pass. I don't like that stuff. No. Nah. In fact, that was another Dr. Phil episode. Oh, was it? Where this kid was determined he's going to be a YouTube star oh, and yeah. he was doing pranks all oh, over the place. Right, yeah. Just being an annoying little twat. Um, although I will say, Dr. Phil, in his analysis of that particular one, he didn't really break it down and he just sort of said, it's stupid. That was yeah. It didn't, wasn't a very good argument. <laughs> he just said it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could say about a lot of things. Mm. Which, but it was. Yeah. But but he could have done better. He could have. To, in terms of breaking it down. But I definitely, um, this this particular gentleman. It's not the sharpest tool. I, I, rec- I, I, wonder, I wonder how long the laughter lasted yeah. after. Uh, I reckon there was no, at no point any. For about half a second, you reckon? I reckon. He oh, would have laughed. For him. He would have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would have laughed about the reaction. Yeah. And then realised something's oh. gone horribly wrong. Oh. It's actually a life-threatening injury, ruptured bladder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. And now he's probably going to go to jail. Yep. Uh, he's probably going to have a criminal record, not that. You, yep. You're not a Texan unless you've got criminal record. What? And He know, should do TikTok videos of him in, in the in trial. Jail. In, yeah, in the, the trial. trial. Yeah, that'd and be then, good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Lawn Bowls news, Rob. Mm. Just to finish off the show. A genteel Lawn Bowls tournament turned ugly when a player was threatened and an onlooker urinated against the shed. It was the first trouble in the history of the normally sedate George Masters tournament when star player Callum Rate, being watched by his partner and two children, claims he suffered horrific personal abuse and drunk crowds try to put him off by shouting. Rate was said to have been, said to have been threatened after exchanging words with one man. He said he regretted not walking out after winning his first round match. The tournament held in Oldbury, West Midlands, carries a £1,000 prize. That's good haul. And a witness said trouble began after a couple of drunk men put money on certain players. 
All right, they started verbally abusing the players and threatening people. It got worse and worse. Then one of them pulled his trousers down in the middle of everybody and started urinating against the shed. They were using foul and abusive language and were given a warning. There were kids around too. People were nearly fighting with them as the parents had had enough. After the tournament, one of them fell asleep and fell off a chair. Organiser, Elliot McGuinness said, This is the first year we've had any crowd trouble. Mm. Well, they so, weren't yeah. the crowd, they were actually... The, uh, were they the participants? Well, they could have been the participants. I think they were just there yeah. at the Bowls Club. That's a rowdy Bowls tournament. Yeah. Um, that's another one of those ones that's sort of, in an attempt to try and keep it alive, is trying to push boundaries. Yeah, cheap beer. And just getting some uh, lesser type of uh, <laughs> yes. people... Coming in. Sports betting, Rob. Sports betting's got into the world of uh, lawn bowls on a local level. We'll have a, we'll have a bit, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob, what you got coming up? Anything exciting? Good not, to, good not to be back. Bad, uh, to make golf in the morning. Golf in the morning. Yeah, working. Uh, got, obviously, potentially going to Derby Day on Saturday, which should nice. be fun. Nice. Yeah. Got a nice little two-tone suit lined up, Rob. Yeah. Got a bit of a, blue, oh, bit of a nice. blue, blue jacket, but a bit of grey pants, blue jacket action going. That's not. It's black and white for Saturday, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. I do admit, after going to Derby Day, it looks like a lot of pe- people have been at a funeral. Yeah. Well, I, my mate just sent me a um, video of. Um, I don't know if it's from last year or what, but these girls who got into a massive fight. Oh, really? Yeah. Big, multiple girl and and a multi girl fight. Yeah. Lots of dresses going over their heads as they're rumbling wow. about and. Uh, it was a bit of a cheeky display. Pardon the pun. No. It was intentional, that one. <laughs> yes, all right. We've got to thank the good people at Jack Link's Beef Jerky. It's the best beef jerky on the planet for a reason. What's that reason, Rob? 100% New Zealand beef, full of protein, grass-fed as well. New Zealand beef, by the way. Grass-fed. Yep. There's plenty of grass. Food. <laughs> There's plenty of grass in New Zealand. Mm. Plenty of cows as well, apparently. Yep. So if whatever you're doing over the next seven days, potentially more, go and get some Jack Link's Beef Jerky to keep you company. Keep your spirits high. Keep your company. It brings your luck, Rob. Yeah? I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. It brings your luck. Yeah. Take it to the so, casino with you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. So whatever you're doing, people, go and get some Jack Link's beef jerky. It is the food of astronauts. This has been episode 267. It's good to be back mm. of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet 365 days of sport. See you next week.